Hello and welcome to Whispercast. My name is Sebastian and joining me this week is the lovely Bailey Tomkinson. Based in St Ives in Cornwall, Bailey is a singer-songwriter that is trailblazing a new wave of British country. Already achieving successful heights early on in her career, becoming number one on the UK all-genre iTunes music charts and number one on the iTunes UK country singles charts. In this episode, we talk about her journey, her love of performing, the joy of surfing and a trip down memory lane. Her new single, Bright Red, is out now on all streaming services. Go and check it out. And without the way, on with the show. And joining me this uh, today is Bailey. Hello, Bailey. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. How's how's it in... you currently in Cornwall at the moment? Yes, I'm currently at home in St Ives. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It's been raining a lot, um, but apparently this weekend is going to be dry, I, I hope. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully getting out on the on the waves at some point. I know I've looked at your Spotify, yes. I was literally Spotify, and the, the last line of the info is like, if she's not singing, she'll be out <laughs> surfing or something like that. I don't know, something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and poor me. Yeah, no, I've... Um, I will be probably going in this week a bit. I've been um, in the studio for the last five days, so I haven't been able to go surfing this week previously. But hopefully next week I uh, have a bit of bit of time in the week to go and surf. The sea, the sea beckons once again. <laughs> it brings you back. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's one of those things though with surfing. It's like once you've had a bit of it, you can't stop. It's like it's non-stop. You catch the bug for it. Because um, so I started surfing when I was like. Well, I guess properly when I was like 15. I did lessons when I was younger, but I started like a couple times a week, multiple times a week when I was 15. And yeah. um, and it's definitely something that grows on you and like you have a taste of it and then you catch the book and you just can't <laughs> can't stop. Is that something you, I mean, you, I, I, I assumed at the beginning that you were Cornish born and raised, but I was proved wrong. But as soon as I heard your voice, I was like, whoa. What's going on here? But you've had, you've had quite you you not native to Cornwall, but you've you've kind of pretty much been raised in it. So how how's that been from where, where are you from originally then? So it's quite confusing. So I was born in Derbyshire, um, but then I moved to Milan in Italy, Ooh. and then I moved back to Derby, and then I moved to Brussels in Belgium, um, and this was all with my my dad's work, um, and then. We moved back from Brussels. We moved to Knives. Um, wow! When I and went to the Knives school and stuff. How was that like going? There must be a lot of different, lot of changes all the time, and like. Yeah, places. it's it's challenging, definitely, because I've been to quite a lot of secondary schools. Yeah. Um, but it's also I think it's character building, you know, and I think it's it's a it's an adventure and. Um, just make so many friends doing that and you get to see you know parts of the world that you wouldn't necessarily see and experience and like living in Brussels like I lived in Italy when I was really small but when we lived in Brussels um like speaking to people in French in the street and stuff like that is um just adapting your way of life you know um it's it's exciting and it's um it's definitely an experience so I'm really glad that I uh, I got to do that I'm very fortunate can you speak French? Can you like? Do you have passable French now? Oh, well, uh, a little bit. I can speak a little bit now, but I'm not like I'm not <laughs> not great. Um, I was a lot better when I lived in Brussels because yeah, you're at the school I was at, we were doing 
we were doing like three mandatory lessons a week it was like you know how like oh, english and math were like mandatory it was french was like on a equivalent with that because you have to be able to speak like yeah. french or dutch or like flemish or you know and i think um just be able to communicate with people you know if you're in a situation and there's no one that speaks english mostly people speak french so um it was yeah it it's i i did quite a lot of lessons i always got it confused with spanish though because of the like the news and views of on <laughs> and all that i used to mix them up and i'd end up speaking spanish and french and french and spanish so um if you're lost i probably wouldn't want to be with me <laughs> maybe i could be much help <laughs> The next, the next EP is going to be a full French, um, <laughs> full French de- debut French album or a EP of just French songs that you do. I don't want people like going away thinking I'm like great at French because I'll meet you and I'm like, oh. <laughs> as, as you said, like it's, it's yeah, character building and like kind of like an adventure in a way, like exploring. But you've you've settled down in St. Ives yeah. for for a while. Then you've been there for a reasonable amount of time now. Yeah, I've been here for quite a long time now. Like I went to. The secondary school and um and yeah i knew people when we came before we moved down here as well because i was coming down here a lot growing up my when my parents met here and my grandparents renewed their vows here and um and i was very very familiar with st eyes i was here like once or twice a year since i was born so it wasn't really a shock to the system moving here at all obviously yeah having like some familiarity really does help you really obviously you're very you've embraced the culture as like the, the surf attire uh, <laughs> and the, the 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 sort of um the culture down there with that I, I mean i did i did some surfing when i was uh in in cornwall uh, i'm not there at the moment but um yeah it's like once you've kind of had a taste for it i mean i was rubbish i was absolutely rubbish <laughs> but i got the hang of it but the more you do it the more you uh, obviously get better at it so um yes it's persevering yeah. it's like you know some i think that's why they say like we've like with surfing it's so much easier when you're a kid to start surfing and I really wish that I had started when I was really young mm. because you know you're, you're fearless and you're so little and light and you just jump up onto your feet and as you get older you know it's there's more of you <laughs> to move around and um I think that it's it's something that you have to definitely persevere with. it's like anything you know it's like like swimming you know mm. you get the more you do it the faster you go so it's it's definitely something you have to be patient with but I think some people just have a very natural ability for surfing I wouldn't say I'm a natural surfer it's definitely something I've had to work at Mm. I wouldn't say I'm even that great you know I wouldn't say I'm very good but it's something I love to do and I think in St Ives you know there's definitely that surf community and um, one of the best things is like in summer when everyone's out in the sea together and it's like you know all of your friends from St Ives that surf it's like 40 people on the sea together and they're all hanging out and chilling and it's just that's just the best vibe that is that is a good that is a good vibe but just sitting in the city on a, the board and like just bobbing up and down is just like even that's just really fun just like just being in the water yeah i think it's, i think it's really good for your well-being as well i think there's a lot of therapeutic i think um benefits to it i was actually gonna say the same thing yeah <laughs> it's like it's it's great for your you know your, your mental uh state and just everything because it's you, it's so um like disattached from everything else like when I'm stressed out if I go for a surf I'm not thinking about what I'm stressed out I'm just focusing on the surf mm. because I'm like not dying so I'm <laughs> my, my full concentration is on yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so it's it's yeah it's it is great and it's um 
and it's exercise as well so you release endorphins whilst you do it so it is it's fantastic and it's you know it's good yeah. we're making friends and everything it's it's like if you come to Cornwall go surfing <laughs> I mean that's that's kind of the pipeline I think <laughs> it's like you have to become you you're either you're embraced of it either kind of your choice or not like you either are going to ride the wave of them or you're just going to be able, eventually going to be pushed into it because <laughs> you're, you're going to end up doing yeah. it at some point at least once <laughs> yeah and if you're not hooked on then then that's fair enough but I think they're missing out well it's hard to <laughs> I couldn't like it's hard to you know because the sea is so amazing and it's like you just want to be in it anyway yeah exactly and <laughs> I guess the more you're here even if you don't surf you'll just want to surf in the end because you know it's just amazing to watch and it's I've, I've always found it really fascinating like just I've always liked watching surf movies or documentaries or like World Surf League or um, I remember when Soul Surfer came out, Bethany Hamilton story, and I was just absolutely like mesmerised by it. I was like, "That's it, I'm surfing." <laughs> it was it so cool. It wasn't Surf Up, the Penguins film that inspired you. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, side tracking to because surfing might be the topic we only talk about, but it's all. I think it's very interesting because it, with your music, it's I've listened to some of it, and it's 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 a very good mix of country and soul it's a very interesting sound which i haven't really it's i haven't really heard before uh particularly especially from i mean cool has a very interesting music uh, i think culture as well as, as, along with surf as well it's a really interesting sound i was just wondering like is that sort of country sort of inspired by like you living in saint ives or that's something more of kind of like did you start off like, as a musician like country based or country country centric even so yeah so when i was 11 um, I started writing and I was just like obsessed with you know, like the, Dix the Dixie Chicks, or they're called the Chicks now, um, John Denver and Taylor Swift. And they all had something in common and that was songwriting and the narrative. They all were very strong songwriters. And I think with country music, um, you know, it's not all like bar fights and, you know, pickup trucks and beer, you know, I think there's a lot about country music is is in the the songwriting and, and just the narrative and how it's driven that way and I think I kind of naturally fell into that kind of zone because the music I was listening to and the things I want I wanted to share stories I wanted to you know imagine stories and um, being quite creative that's that's the direction I went in and I think as I got older my sound definitely evolved and I guess I kind of drifted away from like a really country sound um, I'd say now I'm more country influenced than I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a country artist I'd say I've been influenced in country especially with my new stuff um, mm. that I'm working on I wouldn't say that's necessarily country but it's definitely country influenced mm. um, but yeah when I moved to St Ives there is you know the all the smaller venues and like the pubs and stuff I was like 14 and I used to go to those and sit in these rounds with like these like men that were I'd say most of them were you know over 50 or 60 and they would all sit in a circle and all play like Eagles and the Beatles and like mm. um yeah and it was it was just amazing I learned a lot through them and a lot of my love for music and the artists I listened to, you know, like Carol King, she's my favourite, and I found Carol King through them. And we just sit and jam, and we'd all play music, and um, a lot of the music was like country driven, I guess, like with the Eagles. But mm. um, yeah, I think a lot of my music taste did come through just doing that and getting older and collecting vinyls. Um, 
Mm. I went through like a phase of listening to like loads of Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith. And then I went through a phase of listening to like Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. So it's oh, just, yeah. I just love Classics. music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's quite, that's quite a range, quite a broad spectrum of, um, of taste. I think it's good as well, like to have that sort of um, perspective on music as a whole. You can just kind of intertwine it with what you do as well. But yeah, it's it's yes. a very it's a really lovely sound that you a voice you have as well um, with with that, and it kind of has has a nice blend to it. And I, as you said, you mentioned Taylor Swift. That was a was she like a very big um, influence for you for song? I guess song, because she's like songwriting the songwriting queen. Like genius. She drops <laughs> like she drops like two al- albums last year, like almost simultaneously. Um, yeah, mad. <laughs> so is that she was obviously a very influential artist you growing up in that sense and still is obviously i guess still is yeah yeah obviously yeah she still is i think she's amazing um so yeah i i yeah i've always been a big fan of taylor swift i think she is she's something she's very good is um getting like saying exactly things how they are Mm. and i think that's why she struck like struck a chord with so many people because she's like so relatable and it's like when you're going through heartbreak or something and she's got a song that is literally like describing exactly how you're feeling I think that's something a great songwriter does um and I've always been very influenced by her and I think um just like human emotion and she um yeah she's been a massive influence for me like when I was in school like everyone because I had like blonde my hair was like really curly in school um and I used to play my songs and um, like to the boys I like. I didn't play into the oh. boys. I used to play them in assembly about the boys I liked. And like in, in um, music, I would never say who they were. Oh, and right. No one would know they were about anyone. I know I, no one would know they were about anyone, but they were written about someone. And um, everyone used to call me Baylor Swift. <laughs> Baylor Swift. Oh, Baylor nice, Swift, yeah. That's a nice nickname. <laughs> that's quite it's, Yeah, for school <laughs> as well, considering how brutal school is. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but um, but no, she was she has been a big influence for me, uh, lyrically. Uh, yeah, I think she's great, and folklore is fantastic. It's very, very different. It's very fresh, I guess. Like for what a lot of the music that's being released these days, you don't find things that are so acoustic necessarily mm. in you know the top charts. So it's it's great to see something different happening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like. Taylor Swift is probably the biggest folklore artist that's reached that kind of level of, especially with like the, the recent uh, last year's albums, like reached like quite popular. Uh, I don't think anyone. I'm trying to think anyone who else. Who else do you think that would be up that level? That level of um, popularity and like kind of the mainstream for folklore that sort of thing. Well, I guess like Bon Iver. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. That's that kind of vibe. Yeah, Bon Iver. Um, but there's not. I, I wouldn't say there's many people doing that, and especially you know, there's not many people at the level that Taylor, like, you know, the fame level of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like that, you you see it everywhere, and it's like you know how when you go on your phone, you see all these ads for different things, and most of them are like pure pop ads, <laughs> and then Taylor Swift got folklore which is completely different to all the other ads coming up um which is great and it's it is refreshing and i think it's like i think she released it like when did she release it like around last autumn wasn't it yeah was it last autumn this year i don't know i can't remember (laughs) evermore was she released evermore like 
later on but i think the timing of it because like the season she released it in as well was like perfect with the five of the songs yeah literally she's she's literally carrying us through lockdown or <laughs> especially for the i think the first, one, <laughs> the first song was in easter i think it was the first one at the beginning of the year and then the next one was the second part of the year yeah i really i really liked um especially i can't remember which album it was but the ones with bon Iver and i'm i'm a big fan of bon Iver. He's one of my favorite. Yeah. Like how he uses like his voice and the effects he puts on it and stuff like that. Is this? Like, yeah. Like some people might come from. Very atmospheric. Like, yeah, atmospheric. Yeah, yeah. Is this? I feel like, like some people come away from that saying, "What the hell was that?" But then I go away thinking, like, that was beautiful. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's very, he's so unique. I think in his production as well, and, um, like the his songs definitely have a mood to them. Do you know what I mean? Like they have like a mood to them. Like, like I'm not. It's not. It's it's very like. Well, the ones I've listened to have all been like very mellow, and I think they're very like chilled out. My boyfriend is a massive fan of one of their. Mm. Uh, I've not listened to too much of his work, um, but I know that he's very. He's a very talented guy. Yeah, I mean, talking about like, go back to surfing culture again. Obviously, you've been to a lot of uh, festivals. You've been actually said in your in your description Spotify that you've actually you've got quite a big clout in for festivals and stuff like that. You've done quite a lot of um, performances and stuff like that. Um, one of them, I assume, was Boardmasters. Have you done Boardmasters before? Well, so what happened was I've been on the lineup the past two years, and the festival didn't go ahead the last two years, oh. so I haven't been able to play Boardmasters. I've been on the lineup. Um, have you been to Boardmasters? But no, Board... yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Boardmasters. <laughs> it's great. It's um, it's really good. The first, so I went. The first time I went to Boardmasters, I was like fifteen. But mm. then the the first time, like I stayed for the weekend, like with my friends, I was like seventeen, yeah. and um, my friend, we shared a tent, and it was honestly like. I think we thought it was bigger than it would be. It was like the worst tent ever. It was the tiniest <laughs> tent and it rained. And I just remember like waking up with like my face stuck to this, the wet con- like tent side. I was like uh-huh. condensation and everything. And I just, I, I just remember like, I was like, oh my God, I, like, I got no sleep. But the festival itself is absolutely banging because the lineup's always great. There's so many different stages and the vibe is great. And, you know, all the food is good. Um, yeah, and Newquay's like a great town as well because there's lots going on in Newquay. Um, mm. And yeah, it's definitely, definitely one to go to. I think it's like, it's just getting bigger and bigger as well. Like, I remember yeah. the first time I went, it was it was big, but it's like now I've got friends coming down from like, I don't know, like Yorkshire for Boardmasters, <laughs> like travelling all the way down just for Boardmasters and it's just gotten huge. It's massive now. It's it's really cool. That's mad. I just, I I love the the fact that you can go well I've, I've I've what I've seen from it you can go surfing and then kind of go to gigs like straight out of or vice versa, it's like that sort of yeah yeah that sort of vibe. It's really so cool. it's on like it's on like the headland like and um and you can get like a shuttle bus uh, or drive a walk. But I think it's quick to get a shuttle bus into Newquay and you can go to like Fistral and surf and Fistral and then go to the Axe in the night and hmm. um. It is great. And also, there are um, acts on the beach as well. What well, I can't remember which. I think it's Fistral, and there's like a, a stage on the beach in like a marquee kind of thing. And 
you can go and surf and watch music there and then get the train back up like the bus sorry not train the bus back up to the main campsite <laughs> but it's massive it's just like generally huge um and it's when it's sunny as well it's just the, the best vibe like honestly mm. it's you can't beat it mm. so I, I think if i remember correctly the was it two years ago it was the weather was really really bad was that the reason why it's cancelled because you were going to you said you were going to be on yeah. it two years ago and then obviously last year was yeah. uh, coronavirus so yeah. you're hoping, would you be hoping to do that is it happening this year i think it is yeah it is are you going to be are you gonna be trying are you going to be on that lineup or well i hope so i hope so i hope you i hope you are yeah you wait you waiting for two years <laughs> yeah. like come on already let me let me in oh. <laughs> but so apart from uh, hopefully a Boardmasters this year but while the house festival's been like performing live and stuff like that in the past has been like what's have you done what was your first festival like or your experiences oh uh, my, my first festival I don't remember my first festival it's been quite a long time now I think I started going to festival by like playing at festivals when I was about 15 or 16 I was about oh, 16 wow, wow about five years about 16 yeah and I I think it was like the St Ives festival like just like local festivals um and over the years the more you do the the bigger the festivals are and um I think like I don't know um I've had I've played a lot of really cool festivals and this summer I'm playing a lot of really I'm really excited about this summer mm. um about the festival I'm doing this summer um but yeah no I think one that really stood out for me there was like I did the Katie, I was one of the supports of Katie Tunstall um, mm. at Tunes in the Sands. And I like really, I really loved Katie Tunstall growing up, um, you know, like oh. other side of the world and stuff. So I just, that was a great album. Um, I think it's like the Kaleidoscope album. I think it's like I Through the Kaleidoscope or something. I can't remember quite what it's called, but um, that was a really cool opportunity. I didn't get to meet her though. Oh, because no. I had like something, I had something the next morning and I had to be able to drive all the way back to St. Ives and I couldn't stay for the whole, the whole show. And um, so what I did was like, I was like chatting to one of the bouncers, like on the bodyguards and stuff. And I was just like, I like making friends. So I'm just like, that, like stood there just like talking out for ages. And um, he was like really sound. It was really cool. And um, I said to him, are you working later? And he was like, yeah, I'll be working later. And I was like, if I write a note for katie tunstall will you give the note to her because i thought it's nice to like leave people with things so yeah. um i like he found a pen and paper like in his pocket because he had like a big belt on him full of stuff <laughs> and i like wrote a letter and i said well promise promise me you'll give this to her and he was like yeah yeah don't worry about it and um the next morning i got a message from her on instagram and she Whoa. put like the picture of the no on a story and she was like she's like hey bailey so lovely of you to leave this for me and everything basically i'd written a note like hey you know i um I was really influenced by all the music and I'm so excited to be able to play the festival. Absolutely good if we can't meet, but hopefully our paths cross again someday. And, um, and yeah, thank you. So that oh, was, awesome. that was quite cool. That's a big She's call. like, she comes across like so nice as well. Like, oh. you know, you don't have to do that. And she, she did that and just sent me a message and put on a story and stuff. So she, yeah, she does come across like really lovely and she's like uber talented. She's, I think she's so underrated. She's just amazing. Mm. um and yeah that was really cool that's that's awesome meeting one of your biggest influences and 
almost meeting. I saw been... like like virtually meeting. <laughs> yeah, you you connected you connected through through. It was actually it's actually really that's a really wholesome wholesome story. It is so wholesome. It, was, uh... it is so wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> like she didn't have to do that. That's so cool. Yeah. Bless her. Speaking of, I guess possible new heights. Just looking at the, your Spotify stuff, um, you became like one of the uh, number one in like iTunes, like a couple. I don't know when that was exactly, but you, you kind of bounced to quite high. Well, to the top basically. When when was was that like a recent thing? Or was that was that kind of like was that what what, what was that for exactly? What um, what EP or what single was that for? Yeah. So um, my singles. So I've been number one in the country charts before um on the, in the uk itunes charts and then recently betty that i did with daisy clark got to number one on the singer songwriter charts um and my music oh, wow. video for i wish it didn't end like this went to number one in the all genre so yeah. when that happened that was when all the press kind of happened um when i wish went to number one in the all genre on itunes and um yeah that was definitely like a, a game changer just that happening was mad I just remember waking up like in the morning and I did an interview with someone about it and they sent it to like all the major press and just getting like emails from major labels and oh, wow. agents and in the morning and I was like I genuinely was like am I being punked like you know like an Aston Kutcher's punk show I was like Aston Kutcher's gonna come out my door in a minute but I, so I remember thinking like this is mad because I didn't expect it either. And then yeah. all my friends were like on the Metro, like all of were on the tube even yeah. um, in the, and, and they were reading the Metro um, mm. my friends in London, they were like sending me pictures. Like I was, my face was like on the Metro, <laughs> like in, on like the, on the pages in the Metro. And it was just absolutely insane. Um, and that was a really cool. Yeah. That was really cool. I was up to London quite a lot, but then COVID happened and yeah. um yeah which was frustrating but it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> did that did that seem to come out of nowhere then all that all that the attention because you weren't were you expecting it to be that sort of big or you to reach that kind of number one spot um I, i'm very fortunate that i've got um you know lots of people that support me especially locally yeah. and in cornwall i've got like tremendous support from cornwall i'm so fortunate to have that mm. um i think it was it was a surprise like that it would it went to number one it was a surprise yeah um it was it was very cool and it just you know you, you just feel lucky that you know you've got people that support you and want to listen to you and like your music and you know that you've you know they helped you achieve these things you know you can't do it by yourself you know it takes it takes a, a town to build something you know so yeah. yeah I'm very very fortunate that that happened but I was it was like a surprise like especially going in the press because no one told me that was going to happen <laughs> especially with the number one no one told me that was going to happen but no one told me the press was going to happen either um that, that weekend was just it was a lot going on <laughs> I thought I I've, I've talked to yeah Daisy uh Clark before and she had a very similar experience with when she I think got to number one as well or got got a lot of attention from press and it it just comes over like like suddenly like like zero and then like a hundred like within like 24 hours like did you have an agent or did you have any like sort of representation beforehand or was it just, it was just no not the time <laughs> it was me well my, my dad helps me out a lot with stuff because my dad's like well my whole family do but my, my dad is um he's like a, he's a really bright guy 
Mm. He um, has always helped me with my music and all, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. And, um, and so when it all happened, you know, me and my dad, like, yeah, it was, it was kind of just like my, my family were my team. <laughs> and then, um, and yeah, so it, it all happened and I have a manager now and like a booking agent and like a talent agent and stuff. But yeah, mm. before the press happened, it was it was just me and my folks. <laughs> That's great. That's bad. Like just holding down the fort with just your family. And yeah, so you've obviously your family been very supportive of that and helpful. It was was the music actually. There's I think it would go into as well that was music something that you kind of fostered yourself, or something that your family you kind of are they musically like talented as well? Well, my mum, my mum used to sing in a band when she was younger, and she's always sang and um i've always like caught her playing bits on the piano and stuff growing up um but i wouldn't say like i was it was something that i definitely came to by myself i definitely i'd not like someone that was you know born into a family of musicians or anything yeah um my family have a have a great love for music mm. um like what well, i've always been listening to music just love music and i think that's definitely you know where i found my love for music from you know i i was like five when i got my first cd player CD and <laughs> yeah i got I had, it was it was pink it was a pink cd nice. player and i stuck big, like stickers on it and <laughs> i've got um it's like I, I kind of wish i had like cooler first albums but i did love these albums i've got nothing to be ashamed about but they were like hillary duff and Lindsay lohan <laughs> and like cause i was like obsessed with Lizzie mcguire and you know Lindsay lohan was in like the parent trap and freaky friday and i was like yeah so and i got those cds i listened to non-stop and then it was like high school musical came out and um all those things but all of them were like there was a lot of even though there were like a lot of them are like disney stuff going on i was definitely like very aware of like music from a young age and watching like mtv i was watching mtv all the time and i was just always singing and always watching and listening to music and Hannah Montana and um and then my parents they love music they love like Show Crow and um the Killers and mm-hmm. um they've got, got quite a cool taste taste in music um so I've always just always been like immersed in music it's always everywhere I've been so I think it's like it's not something I could have ever ignored mm. um and I always sang and like I started playing guitar when I was nine wow. so yeah. it's it's just something that I've just always done i I can't think of like a time when I wasn't doing music like my um so Emmy Kate Montrose from Knicky my dad's um really good friends with her husband and she taught me my first chord um on the guitar when I was like six I had like this little plastic electric guitar and she like taught me like a C chord which Uh was really that's like a really cool really cool experience um but yeah it's just something I've always done about you do you play anything (laughs) I wish I did, like as 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 you do, <laughs> uh, but no, I I I wasn't. I think the way in which I was introduced to music, like if it, like trying to do anything, would be like like learning like piano, not in a kind of a, a free like way, as maybe like just for fun, more like kind of like it's a kind of a grade thing. I don't know the way that which I wanted to approach it was a bit more kind of like uh, more creative than just like having to do certain things like for a grade or whatever, which I wasn't really too interested in. But you can obviously can do, it, and it obviously is helpful if you want to get that certificate and stuff. And people, a lot of people do. But I'm all the person that likes to kind of experiment. If I was to ever 
but I don't know. I, I lo- I'd love to try. I'd love to try and get into it someday. I've been very inspired by a lot of people that I've have interviewed and uh, I've listened to as well how they started and stuff. So you never know. Maybe <laughs> I don't think you I'm never too. You never. Yeah. There's no. There's no <laughs> point in life. Like you don't have to be a kid to learn. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's definitely like you should definitely do it. Like even if it's like an unusual instrument. Like I don't know. Like you really want to be a fantastic. I don't know. Um, like trombone player or something like something a bit out out of the ordinary do you know what i mean like just I'll do be, it i'll be i'll be uh an amazing triangle player that's probably the level i'm at, at the moment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but um yeah no i've i've been i'm very interested to like i mean i've like bonnever like like again that's a very high level to to attain but that sort of stuff like that sort of like atmospheric stuff i'm i'm quite i don't think i have i don't think i really have a voice to, maybe i do i don't know to sing but, but just like, do it <laughs> making atmospheres and stuff would be cool that'd be really cool that would be thi- cool yeah thanks for that i appreciate that <laughs> all right no it's like it's a, it's a it's a lot of like even if you just do it for yourself like just making music is a lot of fun yeah. and with that kind of atmospheric stuff like i quite often just like sit in my room like and just make beats and yeah. like get strings and make like music that would i wouldn't release or anything or wouldn't share but just out of the pure love of doing it like it's just yeah. something that you you know it's 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 great fun and you using your brain constantly and it's you, you know you end up feeling proud even if you don't share it with anyone it's yeah. it's an achievement just to get you know just to do that you'd be you'd be a great life coach i think <laughs> like, well, like, I don't know what you call them, like motivated speakers. Just go, go, yeah. like, big, big TED talks, and just saying, just do it. Let's pick up, just do it. It's <laughs> yeah. um, funny because when you talk about the CD player, I remember my first kind of musical device was like an MP3 player. It had like I don't know, like ridiculous, like little amounts of data on it, like could, could barely fit like any songs on it. But the cool thing about it was like it had like a, it was like a, a USB like had a USB end, so like it could. Like it'd be used like so easy to like. I don't know. It was so cool. I remember being. I remember being like, I'm the coolest kid on the block. Like I, I, I have got the coolest technology. And then, I remember, yeah, I, it just came to my head. And I was like, oh, so dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is funny. It's crazy. Like how quickly that's. Yeah, getting your first like CD player or MP3 player. Oh, it's, it's I had an MP3 player. I remember my first MP3 player and, um, it was before like, I got an iPod Shuffle when they first came out, and I was about. 10 or about nine or ten when they came out i got when i was about seven mm. like those do you remember the, like the tube mp3 players like this they just look like a tube yeah I think and they about. have the usb that's yeah that, like one of that's... those yeah with the usb yeah. i yeah, have yeah. one of those nice. and <laughs> on my it was on mine it was like i had about eight songs and it was like <laughs> i need a hero but like the shrek version like oh. the i need a hero song <laughs> Yeah, I love that song so much. Like High School Musical. I think I had the Pussycat Dolls on it. Um, Miley Cyrus. I had like two Miley Cyrus songs because I was just like absolutely obsessed with Miley Cyrus. Um, yeah. And then like, and then something so like really dramatic, like like um, Bridge Over Toward Water or something. Oh and God. I Will Always Love You by Winnie Houston. Like I was listening to like all these re- really young poppy music and then I'm listening to like this really Bridge intense emotional stuff and it was like what a combination like i'm nine years old walking down the street no one knows what i'm listening to and it's actually like bridge over troubled water <laughs> so, oh my god i love that song simon guy funkel like well, some of my favorite artists 
duos. They're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. I'm trying to think of the... What was on your... What was on, like, your MP3 player? Oh, God. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to remember now. I think I had the... I mean, this is so cliche of me. I had the Doctor Who, like, theme song on there because I was a massive, massive nerd. Uh, still am. Like, Doctor Who theme tune, like, on repeat. Oh, like, yeah. As a kid, yeah. Just, like, in my room, like, vibing to it. <laughs> I think other songs... I liked Busted when I was younger. Do you remember Busted? Oh, I loved Busted. I saw them live. <laughs> Did you? I yeah, really? I love I had their poster on my wall. Yeah, I had their poster on my bedroom wall. Yeah, yeah. And That's I had cool. a McFly calendar. Like the McFly calendar. <laughs> I, oh my god. I remember McFly being really big and Buster was like huge. Yeah, I really loved um Oh the Year Three Thousand is a classic. That's a classic song. I think it was that one. Yeah. Saw, glad I Crashed the Wedding. Yeah, all that one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Glad I Crashed the Wedding. One of and like air hostess. I like I I did like a um, in year six when I was like ten or eleven. We had we had we got to take turns and do like a dance for the playground, but oh. you were only allowed to do it like you, you were allowed to do like one a month, um, but like you had to be like one of the play leaders to do it. Okay. And um, <laughs> I just like I was like really excited about this, and I my song was um, Air Hostess. Right. <laughs> and I made everyone on the playground dance to Air Hostess. Like it was like a um what are they called? When you get when everyone just starts randomly dancing. A flash mob. Yes, it was like a flash mob yeah. <laughs> of like ten year olds dancing to busted. <laughs> That's great. I think the other the other thing I got into because the I don't know if you I don't know if you were aware of this, but Thunderbirds released like a live action film like back in two thousand and something. I don't yeah. know when it yeah, when it was Yeah, Thunderbirds are go. Yeah. With Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> I can't believe you bring up Thunderbirds Argo, but yeah, the 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 song that came with that film, um, that was like I saw that one live. They played that one live. Did they? Oh, what legend! That was such a fun. That yeah, that was such oh a God. great film as well. It was it was in like um, I just thought Miss Penny was so cool, like in her pink outfit and like the speed oh my, yeah. the speedboat yeah. and stuff. It was. I loved that. I loved that film when I was a kid. I w- I always was scared of like the I forget the, not the hood. He was quite scary, but also like, um, his like accomplice, the woman that was with him. She was very like, intense. <laughs> I remember being, being like, I, oh my. I just remember. <laughs> it was really weird. Like, it was. I just remember like thinking like that guy with his eyes, like like roll his eyes back or something, and just being like freaked out by it. <laughs> and didn't Vanessa Hudgens jump off the London Bridge or something to save? someone I, I don't know i just remember like a train or like a bus like falling into the a bridge or something um thunderbird for it to come in and save people i don't know it was <laughs> this is like a weird like memory lane for me <laughs> i think it was the first <laughs> my, i think it's the first film i saw in cinema i think it was the first film i saw in cinema yeah yeah ages ago i think oh god wait what, what year were you what year were you born 97 you're nice and I'm 99. So I was yeah. going to say, because I remember having it on DVD, but I didn't see it in the cinema. Oh man, you missed out. You missed out on the cinema experience. I know. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I'd seen that in the cinema. I think my first trip to the cinema, I saw She's the Man. That was my first 12 rated movie, 12A. You know, the one with Amanda Bynes. What's it called? Where she like pretends to be her brother. She pretends to be her brother in it. No, I haven't heard that one. Oh, it's so funny. But I just, I think my first one, I saw Nemo and I also saw Shrek. I love Shrek. And Harry Potter and one of the Harry Potters. (laughs) I was, I was a late, I was a late stage um, Shrek and Shrek, well, Shrek fan, I think. 
I didn't I didn't get the hype when I was a kid. I got it through the the memes later on in life, um, and through like the the, <laughs> the music and everything. <laughs> I was a late stage um, Shrek fan. Harry Potter as well. I I went through life not going through. Surprisingly, like even though I was a massive Star Wars nut or like Doctor Who buffhead, I didn't watch Harry Potter. Um, oh really? I, no, I, only until like later life I was like, oh maybe I should like watch it. With, I was kind of always against my will forced to watch it. Not like I didn't want to watch it, but I just didn't. I'd never like sit down and watched it before. So yeah, but there you I go. loved Harry Potter. I loved. Mm. I I wanted to be Hermione, and like <laughs> I just thought they were really really cool. And I like I used to have one of the, the ones. Yeah. And I made no- noises. Me and my sister had one. Me and my sister are like a year apart. So everything um, that one of us did, we did together growing up. And so we went through phases together. So we went through like a massive Harry Potter phase and then like <laughs> a Twilight phase. And Oh, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> who, who does in that at that stage? <laughs> yeah. In, back in the day. Oh, my God. I remember those films being so like, yeah. This so is such that... a nostalgic conversation. What was that? This is mad. This is such a nostalgic conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. You just you dipped, you dipped, dipped our feet in a bit of it, and now we're just we're now in the trenches of it. We're in. We're it's in, we're in it's the... like though we've un- unlocked the the chest. Do you know what I mean? Like all of these all of these old memories in the back of our head. Like there's <gasps> nothing to do with music at all now. This has gone off the rails entirely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Was it because oh, we're talking about MP3 players? That's why. Yeah. Old yeah. songs. Old songs like that. You had the Harry Potter ones. I also had like a Sonic Screwdriver, so I know I know like the vibe <laughs> with like holding a plastic toy with, that makes noises and stuff like that. So yeah, pretending you know, <laughs> you're. I mean, I yeah, you pretending you're Hermione. I'm, I was pretending I'm the Doctor. So you know, it's kind of like like got powers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, Busted was was like on the MP3 player. I think the Bee. I like. I love the Bee Gees. I still do. I love. The I Bee-Gees. love the Bee Gees. Yeah, I was a very big Bee Gees fan. REM was a big one, I think. I think REM was one I had on there. Do you know REM? I love REM. Shining, yeah, Shining Happy People. Yeah, I, all that, all that stuff. I like um, that's a good kid, that tasted good. Uh, thinking of life, imitation of life. I don't know if I know. I'm not, that one. I, maybe not. Maybe not as big a fan as I say I am. I only know I, the album that, that I was. That's a good one. Yeah, the album I'm more familiar with is um, uh, Out of Time, which had like. Shining Happy People on Radio Song, Losing My Religion, and then, oh, great song! Yeah, those are good songs. Yeah, that's what that's why I, I was I watching. Like I was going to say I was watching a documentary, REM documentary recently. Yeah, that's on like um, they did like something. I can't remember. It it wasn't like a doc their documentary. It was there's like this um, this show on like Netflix or Amazon Prime or something that or like on just on TV that um, look into different artists and each episode is a different artist so I think Dua Lipa has one and well REM's is um they were discussing like how they came up with losing my religion because mm. they were like it was it was an acoustic riff and like there was nothing on the radio like that at the time and I think they were like convinced that it wasn't going to be as big as it was and then it just was absolutely huge really they just like came up with it, like the drummer and the guitarist or something. I think they were just like jamming out and just came up with the riff. It's, it's mad. You should watch it. You, what's, Great. What's it called? It's something Sonic. Uh, the show's called some. I can't remember. It's not something Sonic, but it's like yeah. Sonic. But if you just type in like REM Sonic on Google or something, I'm sure it'll tell you what show it is. Yeah. My dad suggested it. 
My dad yeah. suggested it because he, yeah. he'd watched it. Damn. It's kind of crazy, like, how these things, like, I mean, the example that just came to my mind was, like, Bohemian Rhapsody when that whole thing was, like, a complete experiment. It wasn't meant to be, like, a song. And it's now, like, one of the most popular songs, I mean, of all time. Yeah. Uh, iconic video, it's... iconic song. It's, like, completely, like, random. That's, I mean, that's from my understanding of what, what it was. It was, wasn't meant to be anything, really. But it turned out to be, like, obviously a big culture hit. It's insane where, where these things come from. Um, yeah. By accident. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah, because that was like eight minutes long, isn't it? Which, you know, the average radio song's like, like three minute 30. Yeah. And for a song that long to be, you know, played on radio mm. is mad. Like, yeah. and also because that Bohemian Rhapsody is, it's a very confusing song because it's like, when I think of the structure in it, it's almost like there's like, three or four different songs merged into one. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely and, like three um, parts. It's definitely like three parts or something like that. Yeah, it's amazing. Like the structure of it is just absolutely incredible. It's so fascinating how it was all written. Mm. But Freddie Mercury was, you know, he's genius. <laughs> he was a genius. Every time Beam Rhapsody would come on, like maybe a, a, uni, a uni thing or any sort of party, anyway, regardless yeah. of age, always have to sing through it. And it's just, it's just, it's just a great song. It's just crazy how like it is. It came to be. Yeah, Queen's. It's I love like Queen as well. I... Queen was good. Another one. Yeah. I used to when I was when I was younger. I love I love Queen. It was great. It still is. Still Queen, are Yeah. My granddad loves Queen. I was gonna say um on like the whole party thing like with Queen like um I remember a few years ago like in St Ives the New Year's here is mental like it's huge, and yeah. um I just remember going into like one of the the bars they made it like a club they moved all the tables out and um don't stop me now came on and i just remember that anyone like to know and everyone everyone it's that whole thing like everyone just was like ah and like i just remember like everyone like because the song came on like no one expected it and like all the drinks went in the air and it's yeah. everyone's dancing and it's just it's like that's like the best the best like what well, like, music can do that to someone do you know what i mean it's it's yeah. absolutely incredible just the first the first couple of notes or like sounds you just know what's coming next it's so it's such a good feeling especially with that song as well yeah. it's like it's a whole eight minutes of like pure jamming and pure like singing but no it's one... like top lovers dancing in the moonlight you know when that riff yeah, yeah. starts everyone's like <laughs> do, 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 we know we're, we know we're gonna dance now <laughs> there's no there's no choice you have to dance now that is a crazy thing yeah. though like thinking about like going to parties or doing like event stuff like in, like we talked about the festivals before like how that's been such a completely 180 in this conversation but talking about like presently <laughs> like how um um yeah how people have really missed that i definitely feel like hopefully when everything's back to normal we can have those experiences again i'm sure like everyone's eager yeah. to artists and people alike are eager to get back out there and do stuff like that definitely you, you mentioned stuff with your festivals what what stuff are you doing is it this summer you're doing stuff this summer hopefully um, so with festivals and stuff, so um, I'm doing quite a lot of festivals this summer and gigs. Um, there's quite a few that I haven't announced yet, okay. um, which I'm really excited to announce. But I'm I'm going to be, I'm kind of everywhere really. I'm in London, I'm in Cornwall, I'm in Blackpool. I've got a festival in Blackpool in September, which is really cool. Um, and and yeah, I've got, I'm just travelling around a bit. I'm in Devon, I'm in... I'm just kind of here, there and everywhere. And I guess, you know, I don't, you know, some more festivals might 
I might be doing some some more that I'm not aware of yet. Like I might get some more people asking and stuff um, mm. before summer. Um, but currently I'm, I am real busy with events. And I, I just can't wait. And my band are absolutely fantastic. And we've like been working so hard behind the scenes. Mm. Um, and it's just going to be great to finally be able to get out there and and play again. It's been, you know, n- not done a festival in nearly two years, which is considering like, you don't have most of your life. I've been doing them since I was yeah, yeah like, <laughs> since I was like sixteen. Yeah. And I've been doing so just just not doing them has been so bizarre. Um even like no you know, no matter what scale a festival is, even if it's just like a tiny local festival or a massive, really well known festival, just that atmosphere, uh, you know, any live performance is hugely missed. Um, yeah. and I just can't wait to just be able to play music again in public. I'm just, I'm so excited. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's been quite, obviously quite difficult, but has there been like any sort of silver lining in like, like creative wise, like for you this period of time, like this kind of, I guess like if you've been doing it most of your life, but like having this massive like pause, has it been quite helpful for you? It's funny cause it's, it has been helpful, but it also hasn't because <laughs> You know, it, when 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 like lockdown started and we were like housebound, yeah. if you're trapped inside for you know a long period of time, your creativity is definitely like dulled. Yeah. Um, I think you know everyone works differently, but I think I'm someone that is very inspired just by like being outside, and that's when I come up with a lot of my ideas. Yeah. Just walking around and I'm making like making like voice, sneaky voice notes like <laughs> behind walls so no one can like hear me or like 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 being like a spy be like a spy yeah like... it's I'll, I'll be like you know it could be that i'm out and about in public and I, I hear a word someone says like they'll, they'll, they might say like i don't know um serendipity or something i'm like oh that's a great word and then I'll, great word. I'll run away like serendipity <laughs> and i <laughs> so it's it's just little things like that like and I think also, like, it has been it has been great in the sense that I've been able to just sit down and write. And I've written just, like, I probably, I've lost count of how many songs I've written Damn. during lockdown. Like, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily release them all. But, like, I naturally am someone that's pretty much writing a song every day anyway. Um, that's, 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 just, that's, that's some structure you've got going. And it works. Just to do stuff. It is it's yeah it's it's funny like i don't force myself like you know some people don't like i don't know i think everyone's writing process is very different but i've always naturally just been like always thinking i'm just always thinking about lyrics always even in like conversation or in like if i'm watching tv or it's just words or phrases or um even when i'm reading you know i'm just constantly being inspired and i think having being trapped in the house has been great because I've been able to write a lot but also I think being around people and seeing things and that that is something that really helps me write as well so I've I've lost I lost that element but I have been writing a lot yeah so hopefully a lot of uh future stuff coming up which which is to segue on to what you what are you planning on to doing in the future like what's what is there to look forward to music wise for a single coming soon yeah this next yes. well, this, this week of being released so yeah yeah the first of june um so bright red is a song i wrote about 
um, the G7 summit coming to Cornwall and oh, Carbis wow. Bay um, destroying the headland um, and without planning permission and um, and just kind of you know the just being you know the environment and um, you know yeah so that's what the song's about and um, it's very different to it's more political I guess than my other stuff um, mm. it's but it's very it's very different I wrote it with um, with a guy called Luke, Sim, Luke Simpkins and um, and yeah I'm very proud of it it's, it is different to the stuff I've written before but it's it's um, I, yeah I am proud of it and I'm, I'm proud of the message you know that that's yeah. behind the song um, but then I'm also working on an EP currently that will be released um, later in the year maybe end of summer kind of time so so yeah I've got quite a few uh, songs being worked on currently do you think you'll go to the actual summit and play your song there? That'd be that'd be cool. I'd love to meet Biden. Just <laughs> go up to him and start singing to him. And <laughs> I, I, yeah, it would be. I'd, I'd love to meet Biden. Um, I, I, that would be really cool if uh, I got that opportunity to play at the summit. Um, it is amazing that they're coming to Carbis Bay in Cornwall. You know, it's it's a beautiful place. Um, but you know, I've, I've they're coming here and there, there's a lot of stuff in Cornwall you know there's there is a lot of poverty and yeah. a lot of things that aren't necessarily addressed I think everyone's got this very romanticized idea that Cornwall's just you know perfect but there's a there's a lot of stuff going on that that isn't being discussed and I think oh, yeah, if people sure. with that kind of power are coming here then you know they should be helping the economy and the local community and um, I think that's very important yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's very, no, it's very important. I mean, I was surprised, I think, I don't know who told me this, but Cornwall is one of the most deprived counties in the country because it's been, yeah, poverty-wise and, like, funding and all that stuff. It's kind of been, yeah, it's like people, you know, rich you know, rich people go down from their, their London flats and they take a train and they stay at their country house in Cornwall and they, they, and they leave the rest of the year or what something like that very stereotypical but that's probably kind of true i guess people do do that <laughs> if they have the money but there's so there's, there are a lot of second homes in cornwall that are just abandoned for 80 percent of the year yeah. you know i think st ives has a lot of second homes that are just abandoned 80 percent of the year and it's you know in summer it's absolutely heaving but in winter it's a ghost town yeah yeah for sure and I, yeah i know i i imagine like obviously lockdown's been much yeah, very difficult for people if yeah just in general um in cornwall yeah so I, was, I was very surprised not i wasn't surprised about that fact but it was just the fact that yeah people come down to university then they leave they stay with the three years because obviously the jobs are elsewhere and you know money is elsewhere for obvious reasons because you know london and other places but but yeah no yeah i think yeah it's very important that what yeah, the other song you're going to release uh very it's very timely and very important and I, I yeah i also find it quite weird that they're coming to cornwall like it's very interesting they chose Cornwall and maybe you'll get the attention that it deserves I think which is which I hope it does and it does deserve I hope so yeah yeah I definitely I definitely do hope so I think they could do a lot of good for the community um especially with their status and their power so yeah I think that would be amazing if they could do you think there'll be quite a lot of tension like or will it be like I don't know I wouldn't be like protest per se but like there'll be like people like that like with with demonstrations stuff like that do you think that'll, that'll be happening like i'm sure like some people will be there there, are, there have been protests 
um, on Carby's Bay Beach um, over the past few months, um, just about the destruction of the headland and yeah. um, and everything going on. Um, I think that there are there's going to be a lot of security though at the G7, so I can't imagine people will really be on the beach. Yeah. Um, when it's the actual summit, I think it's going to be very closed off. Um, mm. So, so I don't know what the um, what the environment's going to actually be like. I, I don't know when you know the, it is the summit. Mm. Um, I think I think it's going to be very hard for people to you know get in and out of town because the security <laughs> will be next level. <laughs> I, I just imagine you being at the gate and singing the song. That's what I imagine. Like you, you, you turn <laughs> so that's what I imagine anyway. I think it'd be quite cool. But yeah, I yeah. So look, look forward to that coming on the first of June. Yes. And obviously, obviously more stuff. I mean, obviously, as you said, like a lot of stuff coming in the future with all the lockdown writing and and stuff like that. So we've just come to the end now. But yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you. And I'd love it to go down memory lane <laughs> very briefly. Diverted. Yes, definitely. About, 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 Sounds like we had a similar upbringing. Like we have music <laughs> and everything. Sounds like we. We watched all the same kind of films and everything. It's great. <laughs> it's good fun. Good vibes all around. So before we go, would you like to plug your uh, socials and anything else you'd like to um, mention before we close off? Yep, yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Bailey Tomkinson and you can find me on all social media. So Instagram's Basings13, uh, Facebook and Twitter, Bailey Tomkinson, YouTube, Bailey Tomkinson. If you, you know, I think there's not many Bailey Tomkinsons in the world, which is quite fortunate is for me. So if you pipe yeah. If, really if you put name. it into Google, if you put it into Google, um, I'll come up first. So you, you if you can't remember my socials, just type my name into Google. Um, but yeah, 1st of June, got Bright Red coming out. Um, so you can pre-save that now. And um, well, it'll be out when this airs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It'll be out. So you'll be able to hear it on Spotify and all major streaming sites. Um, yeah, thank you very much for having me today. I really appreciate your time. That's, that's okay. Thank you for coming on. Uh, so from all of us, well, me, <laughs> obviously all of us, there's only me here, so what the hell. Uh, from, from me and Bailey, uh, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon. Goodbye. And that was episode three of season two of Whispercast. Thank you for listening. I was your host, Sebastian Davis. Artwork for the podcast was done by Abby James. The jingle was performed by Reese Hurd. Logo was designed by Jules Sutton and the show was produced by myself and Lucy Williamson. If you'd like to be featured as a special guest in a future episode, feel free to get in touch. If you'd like to support Celebrating Creativity, please consider supporting us on Patreon. All details are in our show notes. This has been a Whispercast production. Stay safe and see you soon.